All right. Hello, 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 everybody. And welcome to the Triumphant Show with Sharita Lovelace. I am your host, Sharita Lovelace, and I am so excited to have another opportunity to be with you again on another evening, nighttime uh time that we can just have and, and just let our weights of the day go away, our cares and our worries go away, and still be able to declare the victory of God. Listen, as many of, many of you know, and some of you, um, this might be new for you, but um, our scripture comes from Genesis 2 and 14. And it states this, that thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. And so I'm so excited about that scripture because it just lets us know that long as we remain in him and he in us, we just permeate his spirit everywhere we go. I mean, people get a glimpse and, and, a, and a scent of what the presence of God feels like, sounds like, senses, even when they don't even know. So glory be to God. This truly is the place where victory repeats itself. I'm so excited tonight, and I want to make sure that you go ahead and share this broadcast on tonight. God has some great things that he's going to release Um from our souls on tonight and from our guests. And I'm excited for you to be a part of that and to be able to eat on that and still declare your victory despite it all. So make sure you like, follow, and share the broadcast on tonight. Um, also make sure those of you that are watching live um, on this broadcast through YouTube, Facebook, or other social media platforms. We welcome you tonight. If you're catching this broadcast on the replay and you're in another nation, we welcome you on tonight. We thank God for you. And we believe that you're going to receive the triumph, the glory, the victory uh, once you are done hearing the broadcast on tonight. I tell you, God had a divine a purpose for you being here on tonight. Whether you're listening for the first time or you're listening for a time uh, later on, there is a divine purpose for you to be here because God has something in store for you and you don't want to miss a beat. Amen. I'm telling you, this truly is the place where victory repeats itself. So shout out to all of you, all of the triumphant family and guests that continue as a broadcast. Listen, if you want to be a guest, make sure that you send me an email. Um, you can send it at sharitalovelace at gmail.com. Uh, real simple, just my name, sharitalovelace at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Same thing. Made it easy for you, Sharita Lovelace, <laughs> and definitely on um, YouTube at S Lovelace TV. I had it a little bit different from previous platforms I was using, so you wouldn't get too confused. And as always, feel free to sow into the ministry. Um, God has been doing some great things at uh, hashtag Sharita. Uh, dollar size Sharita Lovelace. So God bless you. Glory be to God. And again, we're just thankful for another night to proclaim his goodness. Listen, let me tell you about my guest tonight because I don't want to waste no time because we got a little bit of time and I want to make sure we get it all in on tonight. So I have this awesome guest. Let me give you a few nuggets about who my guest is. Um, he's from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, originally. Um, and, you know, he grew up um, with his family. You know, I was reading his bio. He was pretty good in sports. I like that. All right. Gives a thumbs up, you know, and and then his bio is so awesome because I love how he he puts it that, um, if I must say so myself, and, and I think he was good based off of how he loves the Lord, I'm sure. Whatever he put his mind to, he made sure it was good. Um, he went through life in Arkansas was a college graduate of Ferris College, also a member 
of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. Um, he spent two years in the Air Force, um, but there were some things that took place throughout his life um, from leaving the Air Force and also some things that went down with his family. We're gonna talk about that on tonight. Um, we know that he has been employed um, with uh, Pine Bluff Police Department. He's been able to mentor young adults through um, those court orders through Pine Bluff Police Department. Um, he's written a book. He's an author. Matter of fact, he's written two books. His first book was "Listen to the Man." Listen to the man. Think for. Listen to the men. Think for yourself. Woo, we're going to talk about this tonight, y'all. I love it. Um, and his second book that is released, Man Code, Being a Man of Power on Purpose. We're going to talk about that on tonight. I mean, brothers, if you're not on or your friends are not on, I need you to uh, text them right now to come on the show so that they can be a part of this word, this knowledge, and this experience. Um, but what, what I love about it is that through all that he's gone through, there's been some challenges with his with family growing up that he experienced experienced um, and even later on in life um, having an, uh, an addiction, homelessness, um, unemployment, etc. There's things that took place, but out of all this, um, he came, he, God just brought him, landed him, placed him in the industry to do great and mighty things great around the globe. Oh my God. And we're going to hear about those fiery experiences um, from these radio opportunities of him sharing his testimony and, and his love for Christ, all of what he's gone through, but still being able to pour back into us so that we don't have to make the same mistake or so that we have a blueprint to follow if we feel that we're walking down that same path. And so I I'm so excited that he's on um, the Fire Gospel Experience that was birthed in February of 2018. We're going to talk about that because I want you to stay connected with him. Um, and it, whether you're an indie artist, whether you just have a testimony, if you're a psalmist, you're an author, whatever it may be, um, this is also another platform um, that you can use where God will be able to use you to share your story as well to the masses. So we'll we'll get that information from him um, as we move on with the show on tonight. So I don't want to delay the time any longer i just gave you some nuggets but we're gonna talk through it y'all welcome to the triumphant platform media personality ron e jefferson ron welcome to the triumphant show bless you woman of god sharita lovelace is my honor and i consider it a wonderful privilege to be here with you on the triumphant show you are doing a fabulous work for the kingdom and i'm sure god is well pleased Oh, thank you so much. Glory be to God. I hope so. Amen. Listen, I, I am so happy to have you. And I, I just, um, for those of you that don't know that are listening and watching tonight, I had the privilege to be on his show several months back and just enjoyed myself and the freedom um, of expression and the freedom just to talk about the power of the gospel on his show. And there's just no way that I could not bring that same fire onto the triumphant platform. And so Ron, I'm happy that you're here and, and I'm happy what God has um, poured into you to release on, into us on tonight. But let's talk a little bit about um, before the books, before the media, before the radio, you know, all these awesome things came. There's a place that you, you, you grew up, there were some things that went on in your household that made you feel a certain way. Share any nugget of that in terms of how your family played a role in your younger years um, that maybe caused you to go down certain roads later on in life. Share with the people a little bit about your background with that. Well, I'm going to tell you, my, first of all, I need to share with you my life scripture verse, which is Romans 8 and 28. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I had to cling on to that because I was not blessed with the typical home like a lot of black families, African-American families are, uh, didn't know my father. So I grew up feeling deprived and denied um, what I saw other families have, a father, a mother and brothers and fellowship. Uh, I would say that the devil had come into my family's life before I was even born. So when I was born, I was born into uh, a, a situation where the family was not what a family should have been. So Romans 8 and 28 helped me through those times, which is, and we know all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. I grew up feeling like uh, there must be something wrong with my family. There must be something wrong with me because we were kind of disassociated as a family. Uh, we all went to divided rooms. We would kind of pass each other by going throughout the house. There was no real warmth. There was real family. So at a young age, I realized that, you know, there were issues going on with not just my family, but I felt like I'm living in a world that is so uncertain and unpredictable, which kind of threw me for a loop growing up because I'm thinking that, wow, if I can't get love and affection and warmth and confidence in my own core family, then what can I expect from anyone else? My God, my God. You know, and that's amazing that you say that because that to me and I can relate to um, certain what you know my household was was very uh, I come from a family of seven and um, so all of us were in the home but there were points in the time where I was I just kind of needed some space and I won't go through my testimony but um, and thank God for my family my parents everything but you know when you go from a place of feeling isolated and alone and then you go to another place where you think you'll receive what you need and you don't that is what also creates certain activity that might not be favorable to our life i mean when i talk about getting in trouble hanging around the wrong crowd doing things my hand gets raised to that so i'm glad that you shared that point because i'm hoping someone that's listening tonight and you can relate to some of this um, you may can realize why you did or strayed to certain places that you did. However, things can change and things probably have, have changed. Yeah. And so as you walk through this place Rob, with your family and not having the father figure, et cetera, um, who, who do you contribute to inspiring you and just raising you to who you are today um, before you got to the Air Force? You know, would, would someone say, hey, still go to college, still, still, you know, pursue something? Did you have? any other figure in your life that spoke into you um, to tell you to keep going? Well, I'm going to tell you, I have a fraternity brother, Kenneth Jones. He's a pastor now uh, in Detroit. I had to leave Detroit in 2007 and return back to my birthplace, which is where I am now, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. But his father, Ernest Jones, baptized me. And me being a lover of superheroes, Marvel comic books, when I heard the story, because my mother had all of a sudden started taking us to church at the age of 15. And when I heard the gospel message preached about a God who's invisible, and by me being a lover of superhero comics, invisibility was something that I had no problem with. I just felt like that was a, a real cool superpower to have, you know? So this wonderful, loving God who I can't see is there. He sees me. He loves me. He cares for me. Struck a very heartstring chord with me because I was not feeling loved by my own family at the time. I love my brother now. 
He's a minister, Reverend Reginald Charles Maddox. We made our peace, but during my childhood, I felt very much alone, lonely, and that caused a, a wound in me that I now know eventually led to me making some of the very adverse and negative decisions that I made because I was one of the walking wounded. I was one of the ones that felt unloved. When I heard the message of the gospel, it appealed to me. That's where I got my inspiration from, woman of God, Sharita. That's where I got my mentorship from. I believe that this man, Jesus, when he walked on this earth 2,000 years ago, still has an impact on us today. And at the age of 15, feeling neglected and feeling emotionally abandoned, I thought that that was just the remedy that I needed to have an association and a relationship with Jesus Christ. It just made sense. Let me tell you something. And even as you're saying that, it makes me think of the fact that can't nobody get the credit but God. Can't, there are certain things that God will not allow other people to intervene on in a certain to a certain capacity because he wants to make sure that you are surrendered and submitted unto him even in the places that we don't understand right. and so it's so amazing to hear and to be reminded that you know what at the end of the day god gets the credit because when we um go through things we can't always say oh she helped and he helped and they helped they may have been a nugget but the word of god says to lift him up so that he can draw the man and so how can how can people be drawn to god if we're not lifting him up it's in the bible you know and so i'm excited for the fact that that seed was in you so that way you could try to keep going and we know the devil wasn't happy about that um but but you still did did what you had to do so there came a point in your life you, you were in the air force for a couple of years and you felt a tug to leave um leave where you were at not finish your term what what caused that well when i joined the military i was really in just in desperate need of employment um <laughs> I was not one so patriotic that I was willing to risk my life fighting in a war. I guess if it had come to that and I was in that position, um, I would have been one that would have felt the need to uphold American virtue. Now, that's a whole nother argument right there, because by us being black Americans here, we have not gotten full credit and as full citizenship in the eyes of some. But nonetheless, I was a security specialist. And um, at the age of 20, uh, unfortunately, having had the experience of having dropped out of college because I moved off campus and halfway through the semester, we got evicted because my roommates didn't pay rent. So I had to make a choice. Um, if I had to do it over again, I probably would have set out a semester and went back to school, which is what I should have done. But, you know, at the age of 20, my world was kind of swirling around with so much uncertainty, disappointment, despair. And then again, I felt the tug of my past, a uh, weight of always feeling picked on, always feeling overly challenged, always feeling like I got to overcome. But it seems like so many of the odds were against me. I said, well, you know what? If I join the military, then I'll be able to go ahead and let Uncle Sam help me finish school. But, you know, when in the military, I ran into racism. I ran into prejudiced people that yeah. outranked me. And um, I don't know, growing up in Detroit, having to fight my way through public schools and dealing with a, a family that felt like didn't love me, I was angry. So um, consequently, I involved myself in behavior 
that was counterproductive to my military career. That's a polite way of saying I was just, right. um, they uh, outrule what they call non-compatibility. Um, I was an excellent soldier. I tested high in all my uh, marks and, and, and written tests. I performed well in uh, base uh, drills because I was a security specialist. But, you know, I just got weary of just walking up and down a flight line of B-52 bombers, garden uh, cactuses and ammo dumps and standing in the cold, standing in the hot. And it just didn't fit me well. So I asked them if I could cross train early. And they said, well, right. we have another idea. We're going to send you home because it's not working out for us, in our opinion. Wow. 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 Uh, and that, that sounds like that was part of that uh, current of racism that you went through while in the Air Force. So listen, wh while you're talking, I, I keep, it just keeps coming up in my spirit. Before we get to the thorn, I, I want to go from this place, from the pit to the palace, because it sounds like as you, as God brought you here on earth and your gifting and everything that he has allow, allowed you to go through and everything that he said, I'm going to let him go through that regardless of if, you know, you knew you went a different way. There was a time in your life that you made some decisions that were not favorable, which, which kept you not working, which kept you on the street, some in terms of being homeless, etc. That pit situation. But there was a time that you rose up out of that because we know you're doing what you're doing now. Right. But in that place of that pit, before we get to that thorn, what what was that like in that that I almost want to say the synergy of all those things, that pot of going through those things? What was going through your mind? Did you have experiences with God where you're like, I got to figure this out, but you just had a hard time or or I need some help and nobody helped you. What happened in that pit time before you got into the palace? Well, unfortunately, um, the family structure failed me again. Uh, my marriage of 17 years uh, ended because, you know, you can only do so much in a relationship. You can only do your fair share. You can't do your partner's share of the relationship and the marriage be successful. It's gonna be out of balance. It's gonna be more weight on one particular mate. And that's was the issue with me. So what happened was I felt like the family that I always wanted, I felt like I was gonna create with my own uh, choice, had my own children, beautiful wife, lived happily ever after, you know the story. And um, it didn't happen. Uh, I, was being denied opportunities on my job. And I'm not a pessimistic person, um, but you know, I just felt like life was being so unfair, Sharita. I said, God, I'm, I'm being faithful. Um, I'm doing what I need to do. Now I understand now I've committed my life to God before I went through this dark experience in my life. But you know, I've come to understand that even the dark times, that's why I quoted Romans 8 and 28. Now I understand all things work together for the good. But back then, I didn't think God was hearing my prayer. And then I had flashbacks back to my childhood where I felt like I'm uh, unworthy, I'm undeserving, even in the sight of it. There must be something innately deeply wrong with me that I can't see that just disqualifies me, even from God's love and grace. So I went to old habits and those old habits turned into addictions and those addictions left me homeless, penniless, jobless, 
and I was near total insanity. At this point, I have experienced homelessness in the worst part of Detroit, and I prayed like never before. I said, God, please forgive me, restore me, and I promise you, I would do if you ask me to. I'm saying yes right now. And as of February, as of, I'm sorry, as of December the 8th, 2001, that was 19 years ago. And I'm still running off of that yes from God because he restored my life. And I love him now more than I did before those dark days. So yes, had, had wisdom in allowing me to go through what I went through because I have a greater love and, and commitment for God now than I did before. Right. And it, it is so interesting how um, sometimes people don't understand the depth of love, considering we just came from a holiday, the depth of love until they've gone through and see God, nobody but God, pull them out of that situation. No matter how much it hurts, no matter the length of time it takes, no matter what it felt like, there is a type of love that some people have yet to experience. Yeah. Uh, because they have not been those deep, dark pit places. And so there's people that come on earth or that come around like yourself, Ron, that begin to explain what it feels like to be in that place, but get pulled out and restored. Because there's going to come a point in time, I tell people, you're doing good, but keep on living. And if the Lord allows something to happen, you know, it is this testimony now that's going to save somebody either now or when they begin to go through. They're going to remember I was in this place, but God remained faithful. Yes. He remained faithful. And so did you experience anything in a spiritual perspective um, when you, um, you know, got out of that situation? And, and I say that I remember when God was moving me from, uh, dancing secularly to dancing the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I rem remember him telling me, choose ye this day whom you gonna serve. Yeah. And it hit, and I say that in every, because it hit me so hard. It was as if God was, his presence was right there. Like, listen, I'm gonna tell you one more time. What you're gonna do. You can either go this way, you can go my way. What you wanna choose. And so, you know, there's certain things that make you go, oh my. God, I, I fear you, Lord, so I'm going to go your way. And, and you realize it was better than, than what you expect. It was better than experience before. Did you have any of that as you were being pulled out of those situations and being restored? I want to share with you, I've had spiritual experiences where I was stretched out on the floor, prostrate on my mm -hmm. face. And... This was before very, very dark trying days that we're talking about, but I had a visitation from God. I felt our Lord Jesus walking in the room around me. And it seemed like my whole being just shrunk to about the size of my hand, maybe. And I said, Lord Jesus, if I open my eyes, what am I going to do when I'm staring at Jesus in the face? Because the Bible declares no man can look at God and live. And I was like, I just kept my eyes shut, but I could kind of see the silhouette of his form walking across my eyelids. And then yeah. many, many, many years later, in my darkest days, after having been out all night, I was laying there just totally stupefied, just so confused because I know I'm a man of character. I know I'm a man of substance. I know that I'm a man of God, a man of Christ, 
who has backslid yeah. into so much muck and mire and mess. I need God to come get me. And then, right. woman of God, I heard the Lord speak inside my head. He said, mm-hmm. speak to my people. Wow. And so wow. I had never heard another voice inside my head other than mine's voice. So I guess God wanted me to make sure that I was not delirious or imagining or delusional. And so he repeated it. He said, speak to my people. That was like 19 years ago. I have no idea, God, how I'm going to speak to your people. I didn't know nothing about fire, the gospel experience. I didn't know anything about writing books or anything. How am I going to do that, Lord God? Help me out with that. And then little by little, he started building my life back up in such a way. There were doors that were being opened that I had no knowledge of even existing. I was meeting people that I had come to realize that were already placed and positioned by God for me to meet them. That's why, Lady Sharita, I met you. Because now I've become one of those people. I'm on a mad search for people that are anointed and called by God to do kingdom business. Amen. Amen. That's it right there. And, and you know, what's so amazing is that we don't realize um, our potential or capacity sometimes until we become, until we give our yes. You know, and after that, God begins to show us so many things as he's shown you and placed you places because of your yes. You know, and and I say that for anyone that's listening tonight or watching tonight or if you're catching the replay and we're listening uh, to media personality, Rod Jefferson and him sharing just his testimony before we I want to get into this word. Um, You know, it's amazing how we get fear or uncertain when God calls us to a place or a posture or a position for his will, because we don't have enough people that I call identifiers that can show us what it feels or it looks like. And I come to tell y'all tonight that you may not find the same identifier that God has called you to. Now you will identify Mm. where the spirit of the living God is because you'll see fruit, you'll see life, You'll, you'll see transformation, you'll see boldness, you'll see um, uncompromising word like the triumphant show, but you may identify um, in a different way and to different people based on your call. And so I, w- I want you to not, as you're listening, catching the replay, that if God is waiting for your yes, it's okay. It's you okay. can give him your yes, it's time. We need you. Amen. It is time, Amen. it is time. Ron, I want to get into that work that we talked about a little bit for the people. I know this will complement and go into what we've been talking about in terms of your your testimony, um, but also just blessing the people tonight about um, Paul and the thorn on the side. And and I want you to go ahead and lean into it. And for those of you who are not familiar with the scripture, um, just read it as your leisure. Um, First Corinthians is a good lead in to read into second Corinthians um, about the thorn on Paul's side. Um, just amazing. And there's some things I want to say about it, but I want to hold because my friend may say it and I just want to go ahead and undergird whatever he shares. But 
this is really an important topic for today's world because of what we're going through, because of people uh, coming forth and sharing the gospel, but also there's been a lot of conflict and chaos in the world, in the atmosphere, in the spiritual realm. Um, this is just all connected and, and you, you all will see why shortly, but tell us your thoughts about that scripture, um, Ron, Second Corinthians chapter twelve. How we talked about Paul having the thorn on on his side, and and you know, there's so much revelation to that. But I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and start it off for us a little bit. Amen. Well, thank you again, uh, Lady Sharita. I certainly appreciate the privilege and honor to share um, because I'm 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 not a, a pastor. I'm not a preacher. Uh, I consider myself a lay minister. I come to you as a lay minister, uh, one who is in the layman's uh, congregation, uh, like like Stephen, the one who was stoned. Um, he was a lay minister. So um, I've dedicated myself to reading and studying and praying uh, over and with and in God's word. And I trust Holy Spirit God because, you know, the 12 disciples, except for Judas, of course, they were uneducated and unlearned men. And so the saying is, is that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Now, for all of you that go to seminary and that are ministers, preachers, pastors, God bless y'all. You all have just complimented what gift and calling that God has into your life. But there are some of us that uh, study God's word and will receive a revelation, too. Now, I would just like to share my understanding from this as well as from my own personal experience, I can relate to Paul in this chapter, in this verse. Second Corinthians 12 and 7 lets us know of, or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, reading from the NIV, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Lord have mercy. To whom much is given, woman of God, much required. Yes. The, the first thing that got my attention is, is that a little further down, uh, the apostle in the next verse, verse eight, he says, three times I pleaded yeah. with the Lord to take it away. So right away, automatically, that three made me think of our triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're made in his image. And in his image, we are what? Mind, body, and spirit. So Paul said, I prayed to the Father, I prayed to the Son, I prayed to the Holy Spirit in my mind, in my heart, and with my body. That is everything that Paul has. And he's saying, look, I need you, dear God, because yes, I have seen some phenomenal things, but I need you to give me some relief from this thing because i'm being tormented by a devil and it's funny too because he identified it. he knew that it was a devil right so my thing is this there's been speculation about what people have said that is this so-called thorn in the side the bible didn't say it, and i believe it said it for reason because whatever you may be going through whatever may be causing you to be challenged. Um, right. It doesn't matter. But I would submit to you this because the Bible lets us know that there are three things that the, that God hates. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Amen. So Amen. With, without giving 
without giving too much of my book away for you ladies, listen to the man, think for yourself. Suppose, and I would suggest to you that could it be that that thorn in the side was something related to a sexual desire? I'll tell you why. A lot of people say that it may be a oozing eye. He had a bad eye or whatever the case may be. He, he was not an attractive man to look at. But I will tell you this, because if we go to Romans 7, 15 through 16, it says, the apostle Paul says, I do not understand what I do. <laughs> For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it's sin living within me. Now, I'm going to say this too. A lot of men, and I'm going to say women now because equal rights and sisters want everything that the man wants. I'm going to share this, that I believe that there is such a unattended, speculation about sexual desires among Christians that have indulged with pornography. And mm. we need to be understanding that this can be very much a thorn in the side. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. But I promise you, there are many members in the body of Christ, because if you don't have a husband, you, you, you're not to be out there having uh, sexual relationships. That's for right. And you're not supposed to be mad, fooling around. If you're mad with someone else, that's adultery. So right. we have these desires. And I used to tell myself, I said, Lord God, you gave me these desires. And I'm not blaming you. But I have to have your help in order to do So I'm going to submit to you all that it very well could be a thorn in the side. And if it's not your thorn in the side, praise the Lord. Because the Apostle Paul, he wrote two-thirds of the Bible. And he's telling us that there is a thorn in my side and I'm doing things that I don't want to do. I'm doing things that I hate and the things that I want to do, I don't do. And he said that there is sin in me. Now, this man was full of the Holy Ghost. This man was saved. There's no doubt about it. So we have to understand that there is a dilemma, that there is a warfare going on between our flesh and between our spirits. Come on, sister. You got something you yeah. want to share? No, no, that, that's good because, and I'm glad that it wasn't fully identified. And I know I want to, once we get past those scripts, I want to go to 10 at some point uh, before the show's over. But one thing that I, I'm glad that he didn't give us specifics because there are people that will say, well, it only says that there'll be a thorn on my side if I'm a cheater. No, then that means that they will exempt themselves right. from what the word is saying. Right. So I love how the word just, he how Paul is speaking and you know, we don't really know exactly what it may be, mm -hmm. but it's causing us and keeping um, reliant then on God because we understand that this thorn on the side, this spiritual warfare was right. intense. It hurt. It's mm. bothersome. It's like a not again. Can I get some relief? Can I get a day off? You know, <laughs> and so those things that we go through in life and, and no, we don't talk about pornography a lot in the church right. or maybe at some of our churches, maybe.
there's someone on that you do i don't know but all of these things are important especially during this this season and what we're dealing with in the world today because you know we were saying these are the last days god is coming back and we're, we're having all these mm -hmm. conversations but are we addressing our own personal issues our own personal things it's Thank like you. our inner man you know is what we have to address and see what's going on we're so busy pointing here and pointing there and who got the word right and who's walking in this title and who's walking in that at the end of the day there's a thorn on everybody's side that is right. not being revealed it's just between you and the holy spirit and god is just saying i just need you to know that it's it's there and keep coming to me for relationship keep proclaiming my word and do your assignment mm -hmm. i got the other people mm -hmm. do what you're called to do and so i'm glad he didn't say specifically what that thorn was you know mm -hmm. and so yeah. it allows us to look at ourselves to see what's in us that keeps bothering me you know what but thank God, and, I, and the scripture goes into that in a second. I'm gonna stop because you may you may be about to go into that. Um, how it goes into what Paul says after he asked the Lord three times. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. he, he didn't. There was no, there was no relief. No, there was no relief. No. And, and I will say this, and then and then I want you to take it. I will say this for those that are listening and watching when god doesn't give you any whoo, jesus any relief mm. from the thorn on your side will you still deliver will you still carry out your god ordained assignment will you still stand as an ambassador for the kingdom of god right. will you still say i will not waver in my faith it may hurt it may sing <laughs> sting, and i'm tired of all this persecution and this accusatory spirit but will you still stand and do your assignment um regardless and i think one thing when we look at the year of 2020 and 2021 how god took away the church houses or wherever we worship the church and we we're the church and i'm not going to go through all that yeah we're the church with it i understand but the fact that in this year for all of us that don't have the live audiences yeah that don't have the hands-on experience are you still delivering to the fullest capacity of what God gave you in your God-given assignment? Right. Or is it a thorn on your side that you can't reach the people in person because you want to hear some shouting and yelling going on because you want to get some accolades going on mm -hmm. or because you want to get the offering plate going on or whatever it is or, or what y'all know we don't sugarcoat on the traffic show, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And so having a thorn on the side, when I say everybody has one, no matter where, what level of understanding you are, in the ministry, in life, we all have it. And the goal is, what are you doing about it? Is it causing you to worry, weep, and waver? Or is it causing you to want to win and win again? Amen. Amen. And then, you know, here's the thing about it, is that when we make this plea to God like the Apostle Paul did, God, I have this thorn in my side, whatever it is. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to keep praying. Dear God, will you relieve this from me? Like you said, listen, are we going to hold on to God's unchanging hand? Are we going to stay steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord? That's the question. But here's the thing. You know what's greater than having your thorn removed? That's the, sufficient, the sufficiency of God over your life. That means if we have to continue to struggle with this thorn, whatever it is, with this flesh, with what's in our mind, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, guess what? You are experiencing extended grace. 
You've gone yeah. beyond salvation, Grace. You have gotten a greater portion of God's grace when he does not relieve you from the pain yeah. of the thorn because he said, I know what you're going through. I know the pain. I sent my son to endure pain that you'll never experience on the cross, being tortured, being brutalized, being tormented before he went to the cross. So trust me, God knows about thorns, pain that we go through. The Bible declares that we have not a high, uh, a high priest that has not suffered with the same infirmities and understands what we go through. So yes, so I'm going to say this, we're going through extended grace. So as you go through, as you're challenged, as you may have your ups and your downs, remember that you are living in sufficient grace. So you have to continue to go back to God. Now I'm going to say this too, and I'm going to move on, woman of God. Jump in whenever you're ready. The big picture is it's not even really all about us. Remember when the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my son Job that there's none like him in the earth? A perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. So that thorn that we have in our lives may be just for a demonstrative purpose to the devil and yes. to the world that regardless of this pain that I is wearing me down, wearing me out, and I would ask and pray God will remove it. Guess what? If he don't remove it, God, I, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Be our testimony. I'm telling you. I love I love it how when he said, Paul says that, okay, and you, you said this, my grace is all you need for my power is greatest when you are weak. And when we get so weak, we forget about the power of God. And that's why this is reminding us to say, wait a minute, you're not weak. I, I'm the one, the Holy Spirit said, I'm the one that moves you through your gift. I'm the one that allows these things to happen. I need you to stay weak yeah. so that you can be yeah. used greatly yeah. Yeah. and mightily. Yeah. And so we think, oh, I'm weak. I can't do it. Or I need this. Or let me call Mama Jojo or, you know, Papa this or homegirl that or whatever. Wait a minute. In that weak place, that's when you surrender. That's when you say, God, just do what you have to do. Use me as you please. Amen. Inani, send Amen. me. Go, I'm ready. That That is a surrendered state that when I believe that when more people are surrendered unto however God wants to lead them, you'll hear sounds of songs different. You'll hear movement of dance that looks different. You'll hear people at the pulpit speak different because some people will only believe mm. when they see. Mm. And so we want to see the flow and the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's in this place of weakness that, you know, I love. And he says, and, and in the version I'm reading, um, I have so many uh, I'm reading in here. Good News Translation. Um, it says, I'm most, he says, I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses right. in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. That means I'm not exposed in my weakness. That means nobody can come in me and around me in my weakness. That means the bloodline is drawn in my weakness because the power of God is over me right. in my weakness. And when we proclaim it, it shall be. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I love Amen. That. Amen. And also, too, think about this. When do we cry out to God the most? When do we pray to God yeah. the most? When we do we plead to God the most? When do we seek yeah. God's face the most? When, when we're in good times, when we're yeah. in our harvest seasons, when we're <laughs> prosperous? No. 
We cry out to God more when we are in that weak, feeble, fragile state. So let me share this with you because there are there is a portion of the body of Christ that have their blessed assignments of being mm-hmm. sufficiently graced by God who have thorns in the side while we're some of the body of Christ is dancing and celebrating and on the Mount of Transfiguration, you have some of us that are down <laughs> in the valley that are crying out to God. Remember the book right. of Revelation tells us that there are going to be uh prayers surrounding God where they're constantly giving God praise, constantly giving God work. Well, guess what? There's a segment of the body of Christ, what many would call the weak ones that are constantly crying out to God. God, forgive me. God, have mercy. God, help me because I've acknowledged my weakness unto God. And guess what happens as a result? He comes in with his strength and emboldens himself through those of us that know that we have weaknesses and it's God that uses the weak ones to confuse and confound the strong. It's God that uses the so-called lesser known ones to uh, uh, fool and confuse the wise ones. Yes. It's okay to have a thorn in the side when we have the right understanding that it may not even be about us. God just wants us as demonstrations, as disciples unto God. And listen, I'm going to say this, woman of God, because I know our time may be short. The Bible tells us that it's sometimes we have to be prepared and be aware of the wiles and the tricks of the devils. I'm going to go to Genesis 39 and 12. Okay. We know about Potiphar's wife. She was just a hussy. She just had stuff in her mind and she wasn't going to hold back. She was after Joseph. Verse 12 of uh, chapter 39 of Genesis is, and he caught him. Finally, she was buying this boy down. She said, one day I'm going to get him. And then one day she said, she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in hand and fled and got him out. So what I'm saying is sometimes we may be in situations where the Bible tells us to put on the whole arm of God and to stand and to fight the good fight of faith. But sometimes our best fight is flight. Because it takes a wise person to know that I need to run so that I can fight for another day. So if I know what my weaknesses is, if I know what the temptation is that will get me, that will throw me off of my sanctified wall, I need to sometimes run. And the Bible tells us that we need to always be about the business of praying. Ephesians 6 and 18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With right. in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And I'm trying to tell you, we need to pray. We need to put on the whole armor of God. We need to know when it's time to fight and when it's time to flight. And then we need to pray always. And then listen to this, because our Lord Jesus said that there was a demonic boy whose father came to the disciples and the disciples couldn't do nothing with that demon. And Mm -hmm. he finally found Jesus and said, Jesus, I came to your disciples and they couldn't do nothing about my my demon possessed son that's throwing him in the fire, throwing him in the lake, trying to kill him, trying to burn him up, trying to drown him. And so he he delivered the boy 
And then the disciples said, why couldn't we deliver him? And the Lord Jesus said, this doesn't come out except by fasting and praying. So listen, while we're living with these thorns in our sides, and everybody has one or another, because if yeah. Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the Bible, who saw Jesus on the road to Damascus, who spoke many languages, who had all kind of gifts, if this man is telling us that he had a struggle with his flesh or whatever the thorn was, then you better mm -hmm. believe we have to deal with it too. But you know what, yeah. Lady Sarita, I'm saying this because I don't sugarcoat it on fire the gospel experience either. We need to stop playing church. We need to acknowledge the fact that, see, we don't want anyone to have our Christianity to, to be suspect. We don't want to admit certain things that we're going through, first of all, because we don't folks, okay? And then second of all is because we don't want people to be looking down upon us if we admit to them, I have this propensity, I have this proclivity for certain things that I, I the only victory that I have is I got to run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we yeah. don't understand sometimes running is the victory that's required at that time. Yeah. So I'm saying, all, I'm saying all that we have to be understanding about ourselves and then we have to be understanding about the tricks and the wiles of the devil so that we can be victorious and overcomer. Sometimes we think being victorious and being overcomer means I hung in there and I fight and I won. But sometimes they'll tell you sometimes the best way to win is not even to get into the ring. Yeah, and, and I believe the Holy Spirit, though, will verify that because I, I also believe that in times of affliction, how we endure is so our place of elevation. And Amen. so when God takes us from glory to glory, there are some things we have to endure. So just like you said, we have to know when it's God or not, not off of our, the word of God says, lean not to thine own understanding. But in all thy ways, acknowledge him so he can direct thy path. It also says that seek ye first the kingdom. And his righteousness and so that is why what you're saying is so true and it's so important that we understand when is god and then when it's just us low i'm not getting to that what did god say if he says seek the kingdom do you not think he's going to give you the the nuggets and the tools to get out lean not to thine own understanding right. lean not to your emotions and how you feel what did god say and yet we want to be elevated into these positions and places so that we can reach more people but god wants to see can you can I trust you with this much right now? Because when I take you higher, every level, a different devil. Amen. And so that is so important to remember. Listen, we are almost out of time. And, and Ron, I want you to share any final, take a minute and share a final nugget. Tell us how we get your books, how to follow you. Tell us about your show, when we can watch your show. Um, and, and be connected. Those of you that are listening tonight, remember we are um, having the privilege of your media personality, Ron Jefferson. We've heard a little bit of his testimony. We've heard a little bit of nuggets and then some of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the thorn on the side, mm -hmm. praying that God will give you a more revelation in that. Mm -hmm. um, please stay connected to Ron. Ron, how do we connect with you? Well, I'm on Facebook. Ron E. Jefferson. Put that E in there. Ron E. Jefferson. I'm on Facebook. And um, I have a fire Facebook page where I play all of my archives. And um, I always promote other kingdom people, Sharita yeah. Lovelace and other people that are doing phenomenal God's work. I'm letting everybody know that we are better when we're connected together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's not about trying to be a spiritual Superman or spiritual superwoman, we are called to congregate and work together. So, yes, 
I'm on Facebook and um, my books, you could just Google the book title. Uh, you'll see it. Listen to the man. Think for yourself it was a phenomenal book that I wrote because I was raised by a single parent mother and I have four beautiful queen daughters and yes. I've just been surrounded by women all my life. And I have a passion and a love for women. I understand. And I watch the struggle that women go through because I watched the immaturity of so many men. And I understand why uh, many of you all can't find an appropriate mate because there's Come a lot on, of now. men that have not grown up. A lot of men don't understand. Woo! Their purpose. So, oh, that's another show, Ron. That's another show, Ron. You, oh, you are coming back I, to that. I, 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 I promise you. Um, so if you just Google the book title, put my name in it, Ronnie e. Jefferson, you could get the book. If you want an autograph copy, y'all send me a message on Facebook, Ronnie e. Jefferson, or you can contact me on my email, Ronald Jefferson one at AOL.com. And I'll be more than happy to get that material to you because it's, it's a blessing. It's a, a minimum cost shipping and handling. I promise you I'm doing everything I can to be a blessing to God's people. Fire the gospel experience Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can call that number right there, 646-564-9839, or just go to my Facebook page and you'll see a link because every show has its own individual link. And then again on Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to be my guest, like I had woman of God, Sharita Lovelace, contact me. If you're a minister, preacher, uh, gospel artist, I'm here for you because God deserves all the glory and the praise. And there are people out there that need to be encouraged. And more importantly, there are people out there that need to be saved. So let's get busy with that, y'all. Let's get busy with that, y'all. Come on and stay connected, y'all, to Ron. Awesome show he has. Great man of God. So humble and so just pleasant to be around. You know how to find him and reach him. Please connect. Again, we are stronger together, as my sister Renee also says as well. So thank you, Ron, so much for coming on the Trumpet platform. God bless you. May God pour back into you what you poured out. May there be no retaliation that comes against you. And may God continue to take you from glory to glory to glory. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm thankful for your gift and i want to make sure you do come back seriously because we're going to go through that book i'm excited <laughs> bless you woman of god right. i appreciate bless you in jesus absolutely everybody thank you so much for watching the triumphant show with charita lovelace i definitely see you back here next week same time same place thank you for all the media social outlets that are watching by replay and all the nations that are following and watching the triumphant show with charita lovelace and be sure to catch me every wednesday night at 11 p.m as i co-host late night with jerry royce live um on decab 25 xfinity comcast tv and stay tuned for uh his global m3 dance broadcast for all the worshipers come on we're gonna we're gonna dig into this dance this real dance and how the church and the world is looking at it where we went wrong and where we gonna go right Amen. all right i'll see you all next week make sure if you want to be a guest email me sharita lovelace at gmail.com i love you all we'll see you next time god bless you bless you